Hey there, my name's Jesse, and you're listening to the Deep Lore Boys Podcast, where me, Matthew, and Jackson delve into the random, rare, and often ridiculous pieces of human history. If he had a pilot's license, we'd suspend it, but he doesn't. We have an army. We have a... We have (laughs) Tarari. It's half the army, like... I've hidden my treasure! (laughs) Go find it! yourselves here for this topic we're about to discuss the sigma of the ages okay a man literally beyond that of any other man who has ever lived this man was the the wealthiest person by a long shot like this man his net worth is twice that of elon musk bro found the one piece bro is (laughs) this guy was the one piece okay and he lived in the middle ages so this is the tale of mansa musa uh, and he he was the ruler of Mali, of the Mali Empire back in the 14th century. And in Mali were dozens of gold mines, and it was prevalent everywhere. Was he the guy in the Minecraft server who's like, yeah, so I did some, I did some mining yeah, uh, off that's what camera. He, did. he literally <laughs> did. I like how it says here on the Wikipedia, contemporary Arabic's voices said that he had more gold than they thought possible rather than trying to give an exact number like when asked. Yeah, they just figured just they were like so much gold. They couldn't even actually conceive of how <laughs> much were, there was. Like, they were like, trust me, bro, there's more than you think. He was a he was a Muslim and he went on pilgrimage to Mecca. Uh and during this pilgrimage, no, he no. decided to bring with him his gold, uh, not All for his it? own sake, a lot of it. He left plenty behind, but still okay. him bringing some of it, you know, some to him is a lot more than most people have ever seen. <laughs> right. Um, okay. And so he brought all the gold with him and he decided he wasn't just going to flaunt his wealth at every right. city and town he stopped at along the way. He was going to give the gold to everyone. <laughs> and so oh. he would pass by some poor homeless man on the street and give him more gold than that man probably would ever have obtained in his entire life. Uh, just <laughs> because he had just it. Just casually. He just would just give flex. it away to everyone. This guy was Mr. Could. Beast. Yeah, this he is Mr. The Beast Mr. from Beast. the Middle Ages. He would just do this and just give away all of his stuff. Okay, he likely brought... 18 tons of gold with him. That's the thing. This guy is crazy. Wait, he brought 18 tons and that wasn't all of it? That's what he brought with him on the pilgrimage. Like that, this guy, (laughs) I don't know how he did this, but he had all of this with him. The problem with giving away all that gold though to everybody is that it very quickly um, ruined the economies of every city. Yeah, I bet. Suddenly, so, everybody's got just yeah. Everybody's got money. Amounts of wealth. So yeah, um, that didn't go over well. And apparently, like ten years later, he found out that all of the cities he had gone to had like crashed and like crumbled, and they were all mad at him. And so he had to like go on a quest to try to get his gold back. <laughs> Man, this was before <laughs> David Ramsey was sent to this planet. Yeah, this is before we had before people talked about economy. Before Warren Buffett gave his speech about inflation, too. <laughs> yeah, this was <laughs> this was before John Economy. This is before yeah. and invented economics. Well, before then, according to Wikipedia, again, 
He uh, wrecked Egypt's economy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Egypt, bro, made the pharaohs roll over in their I mean, graves. This is after, so this would have been after pharaohs. This was when Egypt was, I believe, I, I forget what. Yeah, but I imagine like Egypt being was. a pharaoh, being one of the richest men on earth at that point, and you die and you're buried in the pyramids with all of your gold. <laughs> and some then guy. A couple shows. hundred years later, a thousand, some guy waltzes into town and just casually <laughs> drops like twice your treasure hoard dude what i love is like so he wrecked the egyptian economy okay he didn't just (laughs) damage it he wrecked it he ruined it and he did it like usually when you try to destroy a country he would have been like oh yeah we're gonna siege egypt we're gonna take it over this guy destroyed it out of being nice like he literally right. was so nice, he destroyed the country, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> kill him with kindness. Dude, yeah, that that adds a whole new meaning to that. Wait, hold on. When he was in Cairo, he met with the Sultan, and the Sultan demanded that Musa would bow before him, and uh, he was like, "Well, no." And then he decided <laughs> he just said no? to like, yeah, he just did. Um, and apparently it was very awkward. Uh, and then once he decided to bow, he kind of like did it, I guess, at like a funky angle or something and said that he was bowing to God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and said he was doing so gosh. for God alone. Ouch. He and then it says a- despite <sighs> that, the two rulers like got along and exchanged <laughs> gifts. They were like, oh, OK, that, I, I respect that. Well, that respect speaks volumes about this man's riz. He just, he was just <laughs> for real. So apparently, he was very controversial back at Mali, and uh, they said that he wasted the country's wealth. He was not he wasted his own wealth, dude. Yeah, it was his, his wealth. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm encountering a, a strange part of the story that I didn't exactly expect. Musa's generosity, um, you know, did not slow down as he traveled to Mecca. Having run out of money, Musa and his entourage were forced to borrow money and resell much of what they had purchased while in Cairo. What? And Musa went into debt with several merchants. No. How do you run out of money after <laughs> Well, he was kind of just throwing gold. it to the wind. He was just tossing it around. So a common misconception, I guess it is a misconception, is that Mansa Musa was the richest person of all time. Um, but Wikipedia specifically calls out celebrity net worth, this website, and says that it's a bunch of baloney. It says mm. the website claims that his wealth was equivalent to 400 billion US dollars. Um, but historians have argued that Musa's wealth is impossible to accurately calculate. Musa may have brought as much as 18 tons of gold on his trip, equal in value to 957 million in 2022. So that's not billions, but that's, um, I mean, at least what he brought on his journey was. That's close not to a 18 tons of gold doesn't equally, it doesn't. Well, we've also dug billion. up more gold now than we did then. That's yeah, true. it's, that's it's true. equivalent to this in 2022. Because gold is very limited in the earth, right? There's not a whole lot of it. Everybody's heard like there's only four Olympic swimming pools of gold. And it makes me wonder how much of the gold that we use, even gold that winds up in like computer parts and stuff like that. How much of that do we think was owned by Mansa Musa? Like, could we, could my computer have Mansa Musa's gold Dude. in it right now? Could it have, like, been traded back and forth and gone around? My gold helped wreck Egypt's economy. <laughs> um, Do we want to talk about Musa's death? His death is really interesting. It's kind of like a mystery. Nobody what knows. What happened? 
It, Nobody did knows he when get he executed died. Executed and say, "I've hidden my treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Go find it." I've always wondered what happened to this man's wealth. It says that the date of his death is not certain, but using the rain lengths reported to calculate back, um, he would have died in 1332. But that's that's debated. Others think he died in 1337, though. It's, Either way, somewhere in way, that zone. He died somewhere in there. I I think personally he should have stayed alive. That's just For how real. I view it. I think we it's need a shame. more of this guy, dude. I would like some of his gold. Yeah. The death chunk of the article is so disappointing. It spends the entire paragraph arguing about the exact date that he died instead of telling us how he died. Yeah, I don't there's know nothing... how he passed or what the circumstances were or what happened after. But I don't think anybody really knows for sure. Well, fellas, long story short, um, if you ever come across a large amount of wealth, like ridiculously massive and you have nothing to do with it, take it to a country, give it to all the homeless <laughs> people and wreck the economy. And ruin their economics. Okay, that is, I mean, I don't want to like promote economic disaster, uh, but I'm just saying that is always an option. So uh, just a heads up about this next bit here. This next topic is uh, a, a little gross, a little gross. And we don't go into super humongous graphic detail, but it's about a guy who ate a lot of stuff. And when I say a lot of stuff, I mean a lot Everything. of stuff. And some of that stuff was still alive when he ate it. But uh, heck, it is an interesting bit. So here we go. Let's set the scene here. This was France. Oui, oui, baguette. Uh, oui, oui. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was during the uh, American Revolution. Chilling here, uh, Tarare was born in 1772, and he was born with a a condition, a, you know, <laughs> one might say a gift or perhaps a curse, whatever, however you view it. He was capable of eating vast amounts of food, <laughs> like un genuinely unbelievable amounts of food. He is recorded as eating just crazy amounts, but he was always hungry. So this guy was and he so, like the first uh, uh, mukbanger that there yeah, ever was? Yeah, he was like the first Nikocado avocado. <laughs> So I'm going to read straight from Wikipedia here because this is really interesting. It says that his body was hot to the touch and he sweated heavily. He had constant body odor, quote, to such a degree that he could not be endured within the distance of 20 paces. And it became worse after he had eaten. So I don't know. That's that's just body odor. I don't think that's like flatulence or anything. It could be that too. Oh, he had chronic diarrhea apparently, Ooh. which was said to be fetid beyond all conception. Yeah, that, that's like some Lovecraftian wording for <laughs> <laughs> this diarrhea uh, was some cosmic horror. Uh, maybe we should uh, save this for barf bag history. Yeah, for real. So during his childhood, his parents could not provide for him. He would just eat so much food that they literally couldn't even keep up with his appetite. Yeah. So he was turned out of the family home as a teenager and traveled around with some unsavory characters for a while before becoming a traveling charlatan and then a street performer. And in his acts, he would swallow corks, stones, live animals, and a whole basket full of apples. Can we just but, stop uh, on the, uh, the live animals? Yeah, yeah. that's nasty. According that. to Wikipedia here, he was particularly fond of snake meat, which I'm like, was he eating live snakes? Like He I'd ate live it. snakes, cats, lizards, oh. and puppies, and even whoa, eels whoa, without whoa. chewing. 
Whoa, whoa. Tarare ate cats and puppies. Man out here making Dio look like a saint when it comes to that that animal is... cruelty. <laughs> you just made a JoJo's reference. <laughs> I just did. I like this quote here that just says, the dogs and cats fled in terror at his aspect. As if they had anticipated the kind of fate he was preparing for them. That sounds uh, like biblical. That's horrifying. Jeez. Oh my land, wait a minute. Okay, it says that after he had eaten, his eyes and cheeks became bloodshot and a visible vapor rose from his body. And all I can imagine is this guy was like a real life anime character, like a real life <laughs> like Super Saiyan, where they're surrounded by like the fire and the vapors and stuff and their eyes go all white. Dude, he just eat a cat and look at somebody and <laughs> he's powered up. Dude, this guy actually sounds horrifying. Well, they said that he didn't really have any like mental illnesses, anything like that, though, other than just what they described as a complete lack of force and ideas. He was just sort of like indifferent about everything. Like, wow. Hmm. I mean, he must have seen the world pretty strangely. You are what you eat, and he ate a lot of stuff, so he was a lot of things. This didn't always go very well for him. Apparently in 1788, he suffered severe intestinal obstruction when an act did not go as planned. I guess he ate too much. And apparently members of the crowd carried him to the hospital uh, where they gave him laxatives and he promptly got better. He then said that he wanted to eat the surgeon's watch. And <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the surgeon was apparently unimpressed <laughs> and said that if he did, he would cut him open and recover the items. <laughs> what a guy. That's, I love that, like, just we don't know much about this guy, but that one joke he made <laughs> that, just, <laughs> was like, that says everything. Okay, so they decided to test how much he could eat. They prepared a meal that was sufficient for 15 people. And uh, Wikipedia says hospital staff restrained Tarare in the presence of food. But on this occasion, <laughs> they just let him at it. He ate the entire meal of two large meat pies, plates of grease and salt, and four gallons of milk, and then immediately fell asleep. He just passed out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dude, he had quite the food coma. Dude, he did. On another occasion, he was presented with a live cat. Oh, oh, he, oh, oh it goes into oh, detail. He, ew, don't he go just, into, I don't want, bro. He, he went full attack on Titan on this cat, all right? He, dude. Yeah, like, that that's really oh, horrible. This guy was a monster. He also swallowed an entire eel without chewing. That's disgusting. He yeah. crushed its head and teeth first, though. He was smart about it. I feel like... We've all met some guy that would be like, I can swallow an entire eel without chewing and then try to yeah. do it. And like nobody asks if he could. He just, I can do it. And then <laughs> Dare me to do it. choking. I do it. Guys, I swear I can. Like, you'd be like, okay, go ahead, man. Like, <laughs> Those are the kind of kid who wore shorts in the winter. Yeah, that kid. So, okay. He joined the French Revolutionary Army eventually um, on the outbreak of the War of First Coalition. And that was in, that was between 1792 and 1797. So he was an adult at this point. But um, military rations were insufficient for him. They even quadrupled the amount of food they were giving him and it wasn't enough. Uh, which, why, why, why conscript this guy? Like, it is yeah, almost like, a detriment to have him on board unless he's going to go eat the enemy. It's like, what do you do? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, man. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. We have an army. We have a we have It's <laughs> half the army. Like they, yeah. He was a, in a, in the military. He became a courier. They placed a document inside a wooden box, which Tarare ate. Um, he ate the wooden he box. He ate the box, and then two days later, 
uh, well, it passed through and made it to the other side. And apparently the document inside the box was still in legible condition. What? And so thus, what? the French military got an idea. Uh, they no. They a plan. No. <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> Following this successful demonstration, Terrare became employed officially as a spy. They disguised him as a German peasant, uh, although he was unable to speak German. And so he uh, quickly attracted the attention of the local residents who alerted the authorities and he was captured. Yeah, that was uh, a bit of a uh, small, <laughs> small oh, problem with that Oh, come on. They brought him to the commander, the Prussian commander, and he was like, yeah, put him in jail. Now, after 24 hours, uh, Terare explained the scheme. They chained him to a latrine. Oh, my man. gosh. No and after way. after 30 hours... The wooden box emerged. Oh no! Uh, no. Apparently, some reports say that uh, he ate the stool containing it before the Prussians could search it while he was like in captivity. Actually, given what else he ate, uh, this is not exactly hard uh, to believe. Regardless, apparently the Prussian commander was angry because Tarare said that the documents were vital intelligence. Uh, but apparently, he had actually been given a fake message. It was a, it was all a big decoy. It was a prank to get the real messages across somewhere else. They just got him. He was like a distraction. And what so then kind they of were a crackpot plan. That, was this? <laughs> I don't. Whoever Bullharnize, the guy that came up with all this, is this guy <laughs> is one of my Bo. favorite favorite military leaders of all time. This guy. Uh, so so this guy uh, is let me, insane. Let me, let me get the strategy <laughs> right. Yeah, let me make sure I got all the details straight. So he's like, okay, this guy can eat anything, right? And he can poop it out, and it's still intact. So we're gonna give him a letter. Disguise him as a German peasant. And then when he gets captured, here's here's the big twist. There really isn't a letter in his stomach. It's fake. It's a dummy message. It was all part of the plan. He couldn't speak German, so they knew he would get chained to a toilet. Why, <laughs> why use Tarare in the first place? Like, the original method of delivering the letter worked <laughs> fine. There was no reason to send because, Tarare. Because Tarare had to distract them. Yeah, he was a pretty good so, uh, distraction. Yeah, player. he was a distraction, and they literally were so enraged, they sent him to the gallows. And they were ha they were gonna hang him. Did they? Uh, yes. And then apparently, at the last moment, right before they decided, the guy was like, "Eh, why would we?" He's like, <laughs> "Why would why, we kill him? Why like, would we kill him? He's more entertaining yeah. to have alive." And so they decided he was like, "Nah, you know what? Take him down." So they took him down instead, uh, beat him, and released him. Uh, at the French lines. Uh, and yeah, apparently after that, he did not want to rejoin the military. Um, no kidding. Fair enough. And he apparently went to the hospital looking for a cure for his appetite. It says while they were, you know, making an effort to cure his condition, he would sneak out of the hospital to scavenge for offal outside butcher shops. Apparently he tried to sneak into the morgue to find food. Oh. Yeah, Terrare, uh, yeah, he, um, he, he got a little weird at the end and uh, apparently patients would go through this practice called bloodletting, which is basically like in the medieval ages where they would bleed you like into a yeah. bowl. Apparently he was, uh, trying to drink the blood there, like from sick It patients. is a miracle that this guy did not, actually no, he did die young. Yeah, I don't think he was around long 
But after some time, this is this is kind of dark and nothing's confirmed here, but after some time, a 14-month-old child disappeared from the hospital and Terare was immediately suspected. Uh, nobody was able to vouch for him, and so they chased him from the hospital, to which he never returned. So that might yeah, not have been know. him, but it's disturbing to think it might have been. So it sounds like Terare, after going crazy, finally uh, reached like peak insane. Uh, it would yeah, seem. that's... So talk about falling off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an, kind of an yeah. understatement. Did he, did he really fall off? Like he started eating puppies and then he ended likely eating a baby. Like Yeah, like just... I guess he wasn't really ever on to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he released a... Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> Do you think he released a YouTube apology? <laughs> that's horrible. Ugh. That being said, uh, Tarare went back to the hospital four years later and told Percy that he had swallowed a golden fork two years ago and he believed that it was still inside him and making him sick. Uh, Percy took one look at him and was like, ah, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Um, Not fork. And uh, a month went by. Percy did what he could, but Tarare died. He had a um, case of the bad squirts the and bad, then kicked the bucket. Bad, yeah, and then kicked the bucket. Apparently, the corpse rotted particularly quickly. Um, that's interesting. And the surgeons of the hospital refused to dissect it. This is getting... Yeah. Th- this is gross. I don't know. I think that the, the next Indiana Jones movie is going to be like the hunt for the golden fork. <laughs> the hunt for the golden... <laughs> turns out there really was a golden fork in there, it's but they hid it away. It. They took it. They knew it was too powerful. I, it's hard to feel bad for Terrare because he, I mean, eating cats and puppies, there's, I don't know. That's I can't really weird. excuse that. Yeah. It definitely came about from mental illness. I, I feel a little bit bad that, like, he genuinely was constantly famished. And that's got to be a horrible way to live. I mean, that hunger might have genuinely, like, just driven him nuts. Yeah, it says that, like, he was in decent mental health earlier in life but by the end here he was clearly mentally ill so like i think it just drove him completely insane yeah i think that by the end it seems that his hunger was just completely insatiable now that we have clout (laughs) uh (laughs) now that we made a discord server for everybody we yeah. have a Discord server now. Uh, we'll post a link to it in the description. Uh, if Jesse remembers, that's for. I'll remember. For you I'll remember. Do. I'll get around to remember, it. Man. <laughs> but yeah, we'll post a link in the description or somewhere, uh, and you guys can join that and post your own, you know, requests for articles you think would be cool. Uh, share feedback, ideas, whatever. It should just be a memes of time down there. And we will be there. We will. We yep, will make we will our own there. little cameos. They say never meet your heroes. But, but I mean, I, I mean, are we really your heroes? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're your villains. Yeah, you got some pretty low standards. <laughs> this is a strictly lizard-free zone, so there probably will be like a quiz or a test. Like, do you have green eyes, red hair? Oh, um, yeah. Just, if that's the case, you might not be allowed into the dojo. Isn't like one in four people a reptilian? 
<laughs> Something Some like that. Maybe. We're gonna. Yeah. Maybe we could have a specific chat for the reptilians, just so they don't infiltrate the other chat. Oh, that's oh. a good idea. Yeah, give them their own little space. Yeah. We can spy yeah. on. I them. mean, it's just the three of us in the server right now because it hasn't gone public yet. So we can just assume that every fourth person is a reptilian, so the first guy to join gets banned. <laughs> and we should just go. Yeah, every there. fourth person who jumps in gets banned. <laughs> So you guys have seen the movie Up, right? Where the guy gets a house and he puts a bunch of balloons in it and he fly away. Well, Larry Walters was a guy who had that idea way before it was cool because on the 2nd of July, 1982, he strapped a bunch of balloons to an ordinary lawn chair and went for a little flight. He went up more than 15,000 feet in this little, like, homemade flying machine and flew from San Pedro, California to the LA International Airport. And, um... <laughs> That he, he just made his dreams a reality. He said that Dude. he got the idea and he could not resist. He simply could not help himself. And he took to the skies. Wait, so all that he took up with him was a pellet gun, a radio, some sandwiches, a beer, and a camera. The fact that he took a beer up there really, <laughs> really That is a lot, all. though, but that's really like all you need. Yeah. I can't think of anything <laughs> that is else all you that need. he would have needed. He called his flying machine Inspiration One, and he strapped himself to the lawn chair using belts, and his idea was to use a pellet gun when he got up to the height he wanted to like shoot the balloons and gradually make his way down. What I do find really weird is that like if he had managed to drop the pellet gun, he had no backup plan at all. He did drop the pellet gun. Yeah, he did. He oh. dropped it. Okay, yeah. so I guess and it was then he had, that's like, why he had the radio, so he could call for help. He radioed people and was like, hey, uh, I'm flying over the airport. I know I'm not supposed to be here, but I don't really know what to do. I'm way higher up than I thought I would be. <laughs> Eventually, he did start shooting the balloons, but he dropped the pellet gun, so he wasn't <laughs> able to really control it beyond shooting down a few. He eventually... Uh, you know, he came down slowly and the balloons got caught in a power line and that caused oh. a blackout in Long Beach for 20 minutes. Like <laughs> <laughs> climbed down to the That's ground. That's kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, thankfully, they didn't charge him, but apparently he was immediately arrested. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, they, no they, did, they did arrest him. That much of the story I did know. And they said, if he had a pilot's license, we'd suspend it, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Could they really charge him for flying without a license? I mean, it's not like he was like using a commercial wasn't vehicle. Using or... a, yeah. They, so they fined him $4,000 for failing to establish and maintain two-way communications with an air traffic control tower. <laughs> uh, and he was like, dude, I had a radio. What the heck? Like, I did what I could. And they were like, fair enough. So they reduced it. They reduced Okay. I mean, what was he supposed to do? Like, I mean, he couldn't he couldn't have done anything else without Oh, the they radio. tried to charge him for um operating a civil aircraft for which there is not currently in effect an airworthiness certificate. Uh however, <laughs> apparently it was not applicable to his class of aircraft. <laughs> so a reporter asked Larry after he got arrested or as he was being arrested why he had done it. And he said, well, a man can't just sit around. <laughs> and that was his whole explanation. I mean, did he ever stop sitting around? I mean, I, I well, can't no, I guess imagine. He just sat around somewhere else. He sat around <laughs> in the sky. Hey. Fair enough, man. You know what? If it wasn't for doing that, we wouldn't know who he was. So he really wanted to fly is actually why he did it. And uh, he tried to join the Air Force, but they wouldn't let him because he had uh, bad vision. So he was like, hmm, 
if I can't use the aircraft that the military uses, why don't I just make my own? And uh, that he did. He was born to fly. I love that like from a young age, he was like, I got to go up there. To give you guys an idea of how high 15,000 feet is, I, I actually went skydiving yesterday. I don't oh, think I told you, you really? guys this. I did um, not yeah. know that. That sounds wild. The height that we were in in the plane was, I think, between ten and 15,000 feet. So I don't think we actually made it as high as he did. I'll put a picture up on screen of, I guess, me skydiving. Might as well. And this is during the free fall. So this is this is definitely less than 15,000 feet, but it was high. I cannot believe lawn chair Larry was up there cruising where I was on nothing but some balloons and a lawn chair. How many balloons do you think it would take to build like a small airship? You take a couple wooden planks and like a small little like hut area with like a cooler. Dude, like treasure planet becomes real. Like, treasure just, planet. Like, real. Just like sail around <laughs> the sky in some big pirate ship man like jackson invents blimps for the first time you know honestly i do not think this man should have been arrested i'm gonna be honest here because well, he, no that's he the had... thing they arrested him because they were like well what else do we do with them and then they promptly gave him a 1500 fine and set him on his way he was more detained than actually like arrested i he seem. crossed into airspace that only airplanes are supposed to be in. And albeit it yeah. was an accident, but it was still like, I mean, yeah, he didn't know to... he didn't know he was going to go that high. Like, but also, I mean, 43 weather balloons. I mean, I'm not Delicious. sure. Did he think he would just hit a certain point and then just float there? I think that must have been what he thought. Yeah, I guess that doesn't really happen. Well, afterwards, he got a lot of fame for this. Dude, he got on The Late Show with David Letterman. He did, and The Tonight wow. Show. Walter said that he had dreamed about flying this way for 20 years and that if he had not tried it, he, quote, would have become crazy. He did not think that reaching his goal in life, I love how he, he describes this as his goal in life, like the big one. Uh, he didn't think that it would cause so much excitement or make so many people laugh, but it did. What did he think was going to happen? Yeah, but unfortunately it says he didn't make that much money from his fame. Yeah. Like, it didn't seem like his fame really paid off in the end. He hiked in the San Gabriel Mountains, did volunteer work for the U.S. Forest Service, quit his Not job bad. as a truck driver. He broke up with his girlfriend of 15 years, sometimes worked as a security guard. And uh, unfortunately... Later on in life, he ended up committing suicide. Yeah, that was in 1993. And that's the saddest part of this whole thing. It it almost like puts a damper on the whole tale, but I don't want, I don't yeah. know. I think it's a shame for that to discredit all of the good that came out of his life. Yeah, his legacy should be remembered as some awesome. <laughs> that's I want to be remembered for something like that. This is actually not the only time that someone has done this or the only time that someone has gotten a Darwin Award for doing it. Apparently, a Brazilian Roman Catholic priest attempted this in 2008, and uh, unfortunately, he had forgotten to check the weather beforehand, which was a kind of, you know, crucial uh, oh, no. uh, aspect. Oh, yeah. yeah, He ended up crashing into the sea and drowning, and they oh. found his, uh, his body months later, and he won a Darwin Award as well. <laughs> Well, at least he was recognized for his heroism <laughs> after his death. Tell the tale, and they're like, oh, yeah, they recovered his body, and he got a Darwin, <laughs> he got a Darwin Award. <laughs> Good on you, man. You made it. Yeah, you did it. You won the award. 
Hey again, it's Jesse. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deep Lore Boys podcast. If you are a truly epic fan of the podcast, a true enjoyer of the deep lore, consider sharing this episode with a non-reptilian friend of yours. You can find more of our stuff on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and we even have an Instagram. Jackson runs it. He posts some goofy memes sometimes. Go check it out. Until next time, I hope your day is nothing short of interesting. Take care. I'm going to go post that one on Twitter.com.